0: This is Richard Cluche Reports on 680 CJOB. BC-based Canada Jet Lines would like to establish here in Winnipeg direct flights to Canadian and American destinations, even a maintenance hub here, but there are obstacles in the way. Jim Scott is CEO of Canada Jet Lines. He joins us. What are those impediments to getting you folks to fly and do maintenance here?
1: Well, Canada Jetlines has an application before the Canadian Transportation Agency for a license. Part of that licensing process is what they call financial fitness—that you have a certain amount of money. And for us, it's just under thirty million dollars that you have reserved so that you can operate the flights that you are advertising. It's a fairly a high hurdle and the, there's a very few companies in the world or organizations that uh, take on uh, start Airlines, and there is some in Europe and, and some in the United States. The issue is that the Canadian government will not allow one of these uh, specialty uh, companies to come in and uh, aim at more than 25% of a Canadian airline. Now, it's an old law dating back to when we were uh, regulated market. And uh, in 2009, uh, the government of the day actually changed the, uh, the law, but it has not been passed. Uh, the cabinet has not passed it because it's not regulations. So when the uh, Pathways report came out by Mr. Emerson, it made uh, two major recommendations. One is that Canada needs uh, a lower-cost airline in, to service the, the market space and that there needs to be an access to capital to create that airline and that we need to go to 49%. Uh, what we did is we went to the uh, the government and said, it looks like you're moving in this direction. How long will it take? And they say it's still going to take a, some time to enact the regulations. But there is a provision where the minister, based on public interest, can waive that on a case-by-case basis. And that's what we've put an, an application in that he waives. In this particular case, he knows who the investor is from Europe. And if it's in the public's best interest, you can waive uh, the 25% ownership up to 49%.
0: If that happens, and I think the environment is such that it will happen, certainly when the Emerson report, which not only looks at airlines, but transportation in general gets adopted, there'll be sweeping reforms to transportation in this country, but we're probably months, if not a year away from that. You get that exemption what can Canada Jetlines do, not just in Winnipeg, but in other markets as well?
1: Well, within six months, we can be up and operating. And our business plan is to have a lower cost uh, than any established airline in Canada using this method that's, you know, around the world with, with um, you know, Spirit and and Ryanair, and we will consistently be able to provide to the Canadian public. Uh, airfares that they can depend on that will be lower than the mainland carriers, and also will be operating from airports that um, traditionally have either been unserved or underserved, and that will bring on uh, new passengers and give those communities the ability to have uh, point-to-point air travel to the major Canadian centres and major U.S. centres, and that they don't have to go to a hub or drive to a hub. And that's a major change in the air policy in Canada, which consists right now of having to go into a major hub, Toronto or Calgary, to go anywhere really into North America.
0: What destinations would you fly out of Winnipeg to?
1: Well, Winnipeg, because of its geographic location, as we cross from west to east or east to west, it's a logical stopover point. So virtually, From Winnipeg, you'll see going uh, eastbound almost all the major centers into the east and vice versa to the west. And then into the United States, there's a number of um, uh, services into the United States, say, you know, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, that have uh, the demand, but nobody's operating them right now. So we see opportunities out of Winnipeg uh, for the fact that we can stop off and build a better load as we move eastbound or westbound. Winnipeg, but also southbound. And because of matters like flight, flight crew uh, duty day limitations, uh, it's very uh, advantageous to have a crew base uh, in uh, Winnipeg so that you can change the crews as you're going east to west on the wrong direction and overnight the aircraft in Winnipeg. And then the overnighting of the aircraft, the logical uh, aspect is to actually do maintenance, more than line maintenance, uh, progressive heavy maintenance. And Winnipeg is set up for that or has been set up in the past. It has the facilities, it has the training personnel around the the airport that previously worked for another airline. And that's very um, attractive when you're uh, offering an airline is to have a base that has that capacity.
0: How many jobs would that create?
1: Well, in uh, Winnipeg, I mean, all in all, uh, Canada jet lines, when we're said and done by year eight, we'll have... 2,000, 2,600 direct jobs, 17,000 uh, total jobs. We'll be bringing in $3.6 into the GDP. But for um, the Winnipeg area, we're looking at 250 jobs uh, direct with uh, 1,200 uh, total jobs and about $260 million into the GDP.
0: With Jim Scott, CEO of Canada Jetlines, uh, they are hoping to get that exemption from the federal government so they could set up within a matter of a half a year in Canada and certainly here in Winnipeg. For the flying public, what are they looking at as far as fares?
1: We'll be looking at fares that are 40% below the lowest fare in the industry right now, uh, on average. And now we charge a little bit extra for bags, so you'll net out at 30% below what you can find in the industry as the lowest discounted fare.
0: Now WestJet near Canada probably don't like this and they still have lobbying power. Do you expect that the federal government will play and, and have to play politics in this, that um, given the, the landscape of uh, transportation and transportation policy in this country, between you and New Leaf and some of the other upstarts that want to get into the market, that uh, you're threatening their markets? We all like competition, but... In some cases, the established players don't like the competition and I'll either spend to put you out of business or lobby to make sure you don't get the advantages you're looking for. What's your read on that?
1: Well, we know exactly what the uh, hot and spot issues are for the two major carriers. And we have, uh, in our application, addressed them by putting in restrictions on Canada Jetlines exemption. For example, the Canadian government does not want a proxy airline. To say one of the Middle East carriers that would then provide Canadian domestic feed onto somebody else's international route, thereby hurting Air Canada. So we've said that we will not supply domestic feed to an international carrier or operate out of the Pearson or Montreal airport. And that gives comfort uh, to uh, the government. And also there's some issues with reciprocity to the United States. And we said we're prepared uh, to have no single um, entity have more than 25%, but a weighted foreign ownership up to 49%. So I think we've addressed the Air Canada and the WestJet issues head on. And I think the government's being appreciative that we're not asking for something that makes it difficult for them to approve. So... You know, the government is very aware that there's airports that are underserved. Uh, Winnipeg is is an example, but there's other examples like Kitchener-Waterloo that only has 150,000 passengers uh, running through their airport, although they have a catchment area of 2 million. So the government knows they have to do something about the imbalance of where where air travel is going. So I think we will get a fair um, hearing, as you say, from the government on this particular issue.
0: Mr. Scott, thanks for your time. Thanks for your candor and your thoroughness at explaining uh, the answers to our questions this morning.
1: Okay, well, thank you, Richard.
0: Jim Scott joining us from Canada Jetlines. They hope to be in Winnipeg sooner rather than later. Richard Cluche reports on 680 CJOB.